Let's all go to Fantastic episode of the Movie Pit Podcast. This is your host, Ryan. Joined as always, Seth. Howdy, y'all. And welcome for the first time, Bobby. How you doing? So tonight we're going to be talking about 1977's <coughs> Steven Spielberg classic, <coughs> Close Encounters of the Third Kind. <coughs> Marijuana infecting the lungs. <coughs> oh, sorry. I didn't say that. I'll cut that out. Um, hmm. Now, have you watched anything new this week? Uh, yeah, actually, I uh, did. I'm kind of curious. Um, actually, first, really quick, um, since Bobby's new, or should we ask him? I'll ask him when it's his, his turn to do the thing, I guess, because um, I don't have much. But uh, I've got a couple things. Um, I did watch The Last Voyage of the Demeter. How was it? <laughs> so this is something I'm gonna have to watch, and we're gonna have to debate on here. Did you you haven't seen it yet, right? No. Have you uh, have you seen it? Mm-hmm. It's okay. Uh, so it's a movie about um, the voyage of this ship called the Demeter, um, and I believe it leaves Russia and then it goes to England, um, and it has Dracula on it, and so it's the voyage, and I th- I don't remember how long the voyage is. Um, well, it, in the book, it's one chapter. Uh, it's like five <laughs> it's days in the early film. on in the book. I think it's five days to England, yeah, or something. Anyways, how much? How much you want me to say, or what do you want me to say? You can say whatever the hell you want. I listen to podcasts, so I've already listened to podcasts on the movies. So okay, I know what happens in it. I wish he wasn't CGI. Yep, that's one of the biggest complaints I've heard. Yeah. He was fucking cool, though. Like, the way he killed people and shit was pretty tight. And, like, the fact that he flew. And, I mean, his eyes were tight. Like, the design of him, he looked pretty cool. I think the only practical effect I saw the whole fucking time was, was hands. And they were fucking, like, rubber monster gloves. And when they were, when she was, like, when he was, like, grabbing somebody. I don't remember which scene it is. But I was like, that's fucking, that sucked. Um, But... Overall, it's worth a watch. Okay. I don't I didn't fucking hate it, but I was just like, okay. You know what I mean? I this heard is it's where they way went. it's way too long. Um for the amount of that happens in the movie. Yeah. Well, it's weird cuz I don't know. There's some of the things that doesn't make sense to me cuz like crucifixes and shit, does that doesn't affect Dracula cuz he's so hardcore? Okay. No. Um okay. And depending on which incarnate in Incarnation of fucking Dracula you're talking about. Mm-hmm. In some versions of Dracula, Dracula was Judas. Uh, hmm. Like Judas from the Bible, Judas? Yeah. Um, I, I, I knew that. Yeah. That's the weird thing about <laughs> vampire movies, right? Is you can just kind of... Yeah, you don't really rules y- yeah. to it, right? Yeah. Well, this is based off of Bram Stoker's Dracula, I believe, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's one even, chapter. That's an book, even yeah. more uh, precise, Yeah, you know. Like, so I guess if you made a movie, like, you could either go along with some certain rules. I think most of them follow a certain mm-hmm. 
guideline, you know, like their uh, sun effects. And what about Dracula? The King Dracula go in the sun? And not not by, to my knowledge, no. no. Cross is just it, you said. Yeah, but cr- yeah, that one didn't do shit to him. Um, I don't know if it's take. Anyways, it it's also just so that what you know, you guys know, it's the way that they start the film. It's it's portrayed from the captain's log. Yeah, like the ship comes in and there's. That's exactly how the chapter in the book is. It's written from the captain's log. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then I watched uh, Alleluia, the Devil's Carnival. Okay. Um, it's got the same dude in it from Repo, the opera. Well, it was made by the same guy. Yeah. Darren mm-hmm. Lynn Bousman. Yep. Uh, it's actually a s- spiritual sequel to Repo. Oh, is that correct? Yeah. Interesting. I fucking loved it. Uh, oh, I love all his fucking movies. It was amazing. Including his Saw films. Um, <laughs> we'll touch those ones. Uh, you know, if eventually. he does Saw, that kind of makes sense looking at the color oh, yeah. and the mask. He did and the Saw fucking... 2, 3, 4. Then he did the oh, okay. uh, Spiral, the one with Chris Rock. <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay. Um, I, I wrote down it was wonderful. Right now it's streaming on Tubi. Um, oh, I... Dude, I highly like Tubi is a great fucking free it platform. Has a shit ton of stuff on it. Dude. Yes, and like, there's like is that the, like an app. Tubi's yeah. free as fuck. Yeah, it's on your you phone just have to watch some like ads yeah, throughout the bad. movies. Huh. But like, if you're a fan of like the '80s, like full moon movies, like Puppet Master, yeah, every single full moon movie is available on Tubi for free. Yeah, Tubi's got the, a gang of shit. Yeah, <laughs> um, and there's like this thing called I think Tubi TV that has like channels. Yep. And there's like a Star Trek channel. There's a fucking Food Net. Like, just um, there's like a Jeopardy channel, a fucking Price oh, is Right channel, and shit like that. Oh, there, uh, there's one on Plex. Uh, well, it's I mean, called a Scream Factory. Mm-hmm. So even if you don't have like a member, you can still watch it. Mm-hmm. So Scream Factory, I think it's Saturday nights. You can watch old fucking Elvira episodes. <laughs> that rack. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No one watches it for the movie. No. I, I didn't even know she had a name. I didn't know she had eyes. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, okay, and then I watched. Uh, oh, see that fucking. You can hear it picking up. What? There's so that the gate, paper? the sound gate. No, it. Depending on how far I am, it starts to fucking kill me off. Oh it'll yeah. Also, it'll yeah. jump too. It's. I'm still fucking with it, and even me being super close like this, I can hear the difference. Um, and then I watched uh, Metalocalypse, Army of the Doomstar. Is a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. When did that come out? Mm, I did not write that down. 2010. It's I think 11. I can Google it real quick, but uh, it was fucking great. You know, I love Metalocalypse, and seeing a movie was badass. Metalocalypse is fucking like one of the best pieces of art. Brendan Smalls is a fucking genius when it comes to his animation. So fucking because I love metal. uh, I don't. I don't know. I love certain metal bands and music, and their music is is. Amazing. Death yeah. clock. Uh, yeah. Death, fuck and, yeah. And, and just the way it's tied, like like you've never seen a, you've never seen a show tied in with it like that. And then the shows act like really funny and it's just so cool, bro. It's like it's like um, <clears throat> manifesting like metal songs into real life. If that's it, if yeah. that were possible, yeah, that's a you know, yeah, that's, that's a, good a way of putting it. <laughs> pretty much the best way I think I've heard put it. Yeah, yeah, that shit's so cool. I haven't seen the movie. Uh, me neither. Yeah, I googled it. Uh, I, re- I vaguely remember come it coming out. I think I was using a lot at that time, <laughs> or I was maybe in prison. Two thousand. 
See, I fucking, I never Googled the right thing. It had to be been after 2010. 2023? Army of the Doomstar, 2023. That's what I watched. It's that oh, fucking Maybe another one that came out. Oh, oh wow. Okay. I, don't, I don't even know what the hell I watched it on, if I'm being honest. I didn't write that <laughs> one down. Um, and then I kind of stayed with the whole kind of cartoon theme. And I watched uh, Venture Brothers. Um, Radiant is the blood of the bamboo heart. Okay. Um, and it was wonderful. Uh, absolutely fucking recommend that. That's got to be brand new too. Because um, it's Venture Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can Google that one real quick too. But um, And I think i um, been watching a little bit of Lucifer. Um and yeah, there, sorry, Disenchanted. That's it. There's a mo- okay. It looks like there's a movie from 2013. I think there is. Like yeah, the rec- the shadow, the requiem of Doomstar. Yeah, clock opera. Oh, clock opera. I don't know if that's made by Brendan Small. I would guess. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. It would have to be if it's. Uh, oh, it's a. Well, I know it was like some kind of like weird. It's a sequel. Some shit, but. Uh, the one I watched is the sequel. While Toki and Abigail remain in the clutches of Mangus, Hammersmith, and Metal Mask Assassin, the remaining members of Death Clock carry on. Yeah, so it's just, yeah, I remember that. Okay. Anyway. You've been watching anything interesting? Or do you not watch a lot of movies for the most part? Yeah, lately I haven't really watched a lot. Um, just trying to think if I have seen anything recently. No? What movie not. have you watched the most? Ever. That's a good question. Billy Madison. <laughs> well, <laughs> fuck yes. <laughs> For sure. Fuck yeah, Bobby. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, my sisters and I have... We watched it a lot growing up. Because I remember I borrowed it from somebody on VHS and I didn't give it back for a long time. I see your lips moving, but I can't make out the words. I'm <laughs> deaf. <laughs> I have been severely deaf. Ms. Veronica, want to touch the hiney? Oh, no. <laughs> I like it when he like goes into the tent with the like the keg of beer and then he comes out and he chucks it. I'll tell you who stole those lunches. That goddamn Sasquatch, that too. <laughs> Damn it, don't stamp it out with your good boots again. <laughs> don't tell me what to do, woman. He called the shit poop. <laughs> well, because that movie, uh, you know, he wrote it his whole life, you know, because it was oh, the first yeah. movie. Movies like that are really good. Because it like, took a lot of time. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of thought that went into it. My funny, the funniest story I ever heard about that, there was a, it was when Adam Sandler was going on tour with like Spade, Scheider, Norm MacDonald, and I think Nick Swartzman was also on the He's coming to town the by bill. the way. Uh, but uh, Norm was talking about making that movie. He's like, well, I play Frank. I'm a drunk. <laughs> Do you have any booze on set? So he would constantly just pass out and sleep during fucking takes and nice. step on. Uh, yeah. I mean, they were like, what, 20-something? Norm was probably older. Uh, old, oldest of yeah, all. Yeah, he probably mid, uh, early 30s. Yeah. Because I think he was in his early mid-30s he was, when Dirty Work came out. And that came out like a couple years after that. Oh, yeah. so he's an old boy like fucking Sag. Yeah, he was, like, he was in his, he was in he his was like 60s when he passed away. Yeah, he was like. Yeah, sixty is still pretty fucking young, especially oh, for yeah. you know we need comedians, man. Oh fuck yeah! yeah. And we keep losing all the gods. I haven't really watched anything 
like movie wise or shit like that. I have finally, <laughs> finally caught up on a month and a half of oh, 50 plus fucking podcasts. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I listen to a lot of podcasts, bro. <laughs> okay, yeah. so which one do you listen to the most? I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, I just no, feel like I you didn't really saying, get to. I wasn't <laughs> trying to. I was no, no, just saying like instead of. I was movies. still curious, you know. Yeah. You know it fluctuates, but I listen to a lot of comedy. I'm probably kill Tony. Okay, uh, okay. That's that, not that's mm-hmm. not exactly the same as like a podcast. You know, it's like a live podcast show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little different, but yeah, and that and then like a lot of the comedy stuff, and then like um, Two Bears or Rogan or maybe just like Tom Segura you gotta or have, your mom's house. Yeah, you gotta have Spotify for Rogan, but <laughs> oh, well played. But uh, no, yeah. D- I haven't listened to, to to Tom Segura in a little while. It, like I said, it'll change, man. But uh, I did listen to him for a while. I don't know, like Bobby Lee sometimes. Oh yeah, Tiger Belly. Yeah, I like the, the <laughs> his Howie, wife left the Howie, Howie, Howie Mandel does stuff on his podcast yeah, good, and the Conan O'Brien one. Needs a friend. Funny. Yeah, dude, I keep forgetting to watch the Conan O'Brien one. That one's probably really good. It's good. Yeah, yeah I bet it is because he, dude, Conan O'Brien to me is a comedic fucking genius. I don't think he's ever off, right? No. Whenever you see him on camera or just anything, he is never not funny. There's never not a line that you don't laugh yeah. from anytime yeah. he's on camera, dude. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Oh, you, no, no, I'm just saying. This yeah. just reminded me now, I have been listening to a lot of, um. there's an SNL podcast mm-hmm. with um David Spade and Dana Carvey. Oh, and, oh, Fly on the Wall, Fly on the Wall. Yeah, dude. Yep. And, um, That's on my it's list. Good. What were we just talking about? We, I spoke too much weed. Who were you we just talking about? <laughs> That's what reminded me of it. Uh, just right now, Tom Segura, no, no before, uh, uh, right after that, Conan you, O'Brien, Conan O'Brien, yeah, Conan O'Brien was on it, you know, because mm-hmm. everybody who was like yeah. a writer, like Robert yeah. Schmeichel was on, it, dude, was so I don't know, it's just so interesting because I used to watch the show at that time and hearing the stories and yeah, Conan talking about like working there. I just the only thing I remember him talking about was like how he would like keep his mouth shut, like everybody else would like run their mouths and shit, and he would just kind of like a fly on the wall. Oh, like listen, like, yeah, yeah, they're on uh, Conan's. They ran, I think it was a four week episode, like four weeks of episodes. And it wasn't his normal podcast. So they had uh, Dana Carvey came in, Kevin Nealon came in. And what they did was re pretty much live read the never produced screenplay that they had for Hans and Franz movie. Oh my oh, God. God. Yeah. Fucking amazing. Yeah. See shit like that's <laughs> cool. That's what I'd rather watch than, you know, like a TV show. Or yeah. Something. It's because there's a realness dynamic to it, even though it's, you know, on TV. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, there was another thing they talk about too. Another movie that oh, dude, you know what they talk about is uh, Bad Boys was written for like John Lovitz yep, and like uh, Dana Carvey, yep, I think. Yep. What? Yep, yeah. Yep. And then they ended up. I forget why they didn't do it. Yep. And then Will Smith and Martin Lawrence ended up yeah. doing it. Holy that would have been a completely different fucking yeah, monster, know, right? Wait, they wrote the movie though. Could you imagine two? They movies? wrote they didn't it for those two in mind. Well, yeah, no, John Love is like the comedy. They didn't, they didn't write, write it. it, but it was written for them. Yeah. It developed like they were there for them to be ones. the characters. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. That would have been. Wouldn't sick. you love to see John Lovitz as the fucking Will Smith dude? That would have the womanizer, bro. King Dingaling. <laughs> well, you get just being a cop talking hey, like that. I'm Michael Larry, hey, because I'm Michael Larry. Yeah, here's my apartment. I'm Michael Larry. No. 
fucking way. Yeah. Honestly, though, I would still pay to see it. I want to see them do a version of that. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Why not? You know? They actually still could. That's true. There's, I mean, there's no a lot money of money in the world. Yeah, there's children being murdered, so they can keep making films. <clears throat> um, I, they haven't released a trailer, but I have done some deep diving, saw some behind the scenes footage. And this just brings me back to the nostalgic side of me from the early fucking 90s. Okay. Good Burger 2. Oh, <laughs> I thought Homeboy. That's a good idea. I thought Kel. Uh, it stars Keenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell. Okay. He probably. Um, I thought Kel wasn't. They probably got so him. Good. They no, probably he's good. He's sober. Oh, okay. is that what he up? was using? I, yeah, probably, yeah, I huh? thought he yeah. was. It looks <laughs> like he would do crack if he used. Why not, you know? I mean, orange soda is pretty much like crack. <laughs> and he fucking loves some orange soda. But there's a good I video. Do. I think it was a E.T. did a behind the scenes <laughs> thing. And he's got the fucking the wig on again. I was like, holy. And they would, look the same. Fuck. They look like they, they haven't fucking age. aged. Yeah. It is fucking insane. Like don't crack. Right. Unless you're on crack. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, that's actually a good concept for a movie because, like, his character in that movie was a retard, you know, like yeah. a low IQ, just dumb. All he cares about Ed. is working at good, yeah, good. So it'll be funny seeing him twenty years later being old. Oh my god, he's kind of like he's still probably stupid working oh, at Good yeah. Burger. I imagine yeah. would be the poor well, movie. Well, right? he, he's a manager. He owns Good Burger. Yeah. No, he doesn't. He can't, bro. He's yeah. not smart yeah. enough. Bro. It's, it'd be like it if now. SpongeBob finally fucking owned a Krusty Krab. Yeah, he could be the GM. Or, he cannot take on the responsibility of, of ownership <laughs> of a good burger. Man. Well, or um, wait, still waiting when Justin Long becomes oh, the fucking G- GM and he hates his life, but he to, fucking still does I it. I try to forget that movie. You hate that film? Yeah, that, was, that movie shouldn't hate. have been made. I yeah, I didn't want to say anything negative. I was yeah. waiting. It was a cash grab. Waiting is a great movie. Bro. I oh, fuck love yeah. waiting. So good. Yeah. And if you ever worked at Bennigan's, you know everything that movie's talking about. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of truth in that movie. I worked at Outback. Oh, and there, is, yeah, and I didn't know that the number one, bit, yeah. the oh, number wait. one rule that they say in that movie that everyone should realize is do don't not... fuck with people that handle your food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that on like so many fucking podcasts. People, well, yeah, I mean, I've just worked at places where people drop shit on the ground and then pick it back uh, up. You know what I mean? I've and, seen like, burger patties. Hands, <laughs> I've seen, balls. I've seen plenty of burger patties make a taint trip. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I've seen a little bit of that, but I've seen. Way more of just carelessness and um oh that's also awesome. just drop like, it on the floor is like fuck you know it. what I mean yeah and then like you know you, you see the kids rule. working there dude and you're like you know this kid doesn't give a fuck about my well you know what I I actually well worked being. at a couple fucking food places and I I worked at Rosati's two different Rosati's and then I also worked um at a fucking Little Mesa Cafe and I never saw any of that shit happen I was never well, exposed yeah. to that well I'm talking about like movie theater. Dude, there's, there's probably too other many people around it. Type. I don't think a movie theater because there's too many people around. That's a tight little working area, bro. For those Dude, fucking... Uh, yeah, but... Have <clears> you <throat> ever been to a Red Robin? That's a fully, Oh, Red Robin. No, fuck. That's damn. a fully open... Uh, no, that's a fully open kitchen that anybody can see into and yeah, they but, still pull shit there. Dude, that's what I was just going to say. Dude, there's shit behind shit. You're behind stuff, yeah. bro. Like, people are watching every single movie. Yeah. Every, there's like 20 people back there. Where yeah. there's a will, there's a way. Oh, like, they there. might see something if they're looking, but like, you know who's... You know when people are watching you, especially oh, there's yeah. just one little window. Yeah. That gets, you can see somebody. Like, you can feel their energy. Fuck, you know? Make an eye contact while they're rubbing your nuts all over your fucking... Your huevos. Ranchero. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, 
I do have a segue in here. Um, I did watch a lot of fucking. Uh, yeah, watched a lot of videos on because uh, in the last three, two to three weeks, I don't know. I know you're not into it. Um, into the world of professional wrestling. Oh, I don't. I'm not not into it. I think it's yeah. fucking cool. Um, I used to be into it. When we I was lost a kid. Fucking Terry Funk who was one of the godfathers of hardcore, like ECW. He was a legend in fucking hardcore matches. Oh, he died? Yeah, he passed away. Who was his name? Um, Terry Funk. What was his wrestler name? Terry Funk. Okay, well, you know, sometimes <laughs> they have fucking... Did you ever see the movie Roadhouse? Uh, oof, I started it. Well, he was one of the bouncers that uh, Patrick Swayze fires in the movie. Um do a search on YouTube. Just look up Roadhouse, the Terry Funk cut. Okay. It's literally just everything with Terry Funk in the fucking movie. Okay. You would recognize him if you saw him. He was in, he was in, what'd you say, WCW or WWF? He was in WCW, WWF, ECW, any. So in the 90s then. Oh, right. He started in the 70s. What was he doing it in the 90s? Oh, yeah. He was until, doing until it. The 2000s like, or what? His last match was probably about five years ago. Oh, shit. He was doing it because I think he was 70. Was it cancer? Did, did cancer take him or oh, what? He just passed in his sleep. <laughs> For real? Yep. Lucky bitch. Unless he like knew shit and then they suicided him in his sleep. Yeah, he was in, a, I know he was in a, a nursing facility. Oh. It was like I said, he was up there in age. Right. Well, um, but a day after he passed away, uh, Bray Wyatt, he passed away at 36 years old. Whoa. Who's that? He was, in WWE, he came out as the Wyatt family. He had a cult. Okay. He was pretty much, they tried to reinvent like the Undertaker, a spooky character. And Wyndham loved fucking horror and shit like that. So he came up with a great character, The Fiend. Okay. So he was just an outstanding fucking wrestler. And I guess about six, eight months ago, um, due to an injury, they discovered that he had a heart ailment. And I guess he came down with a severe case of COVID, which caused him to have a heart attack. He literally... Went up to bed, had a heart attack in his sleep, never woke up. 36 years old. How does COVID have... When, is that normal? To well, have a heart attack from COVID? COVID, like, that's the... Like, I don't think <coughs> anybody that doesn't... I've said it for years. If you're a little kid, senior citizen, or have a severe pre-existing he, condition, mm-hmm. COVID can screw with that. Do you have the shot? What was his name? Uh, his stage name was Bray Wyatt, but his real name was uh, Wyndham Rotunda. We should see if he was vaccinated. Right. Because I think uh, he probably would have had to have because he down. Would, he, if he was performing in arenas wrestling, he would have had to have. So it was one of the mandates. Just saying. Just like fucking NBA players had to be all vaccinated Oof. to play. Yeah, and did you see them start dropping like motherfucking flies? Those dudes were just dying left and right, dude. 
Yeah. What is it, cardiac arrest or some shit? These kids are in their mm. 20s and just fucking done. So I watched a shit ton of old matches of the two of them. Mm. And so I huge fucking wrestling kick. Okay. But so I uh, also went on a huge, huge rabbit hole of Norm MacDonald. Mm. And <clears throat> I watched one video in particular that I will play for everyone to listen to right okay, now. Okay, type. Because stand-up comedy is a big thing with me. I love stand-up comedy. And people don't realize what it takes to write a joke, let alone to write and deliver the most convoluted jokes mm-hmm. in the fucking history. If you listen to this particular joke, and so this would be about four fucking minutes long, but listen to his sincerity when he's doing this shit. This was on the Conan O'Brien show when it was on TBS. <clears throat> I'm sitting with Norm MacDonald and... Now, not all One of your my material comes uh, from, the, from the news. Is that right? You know, no, you, some you, of my material comes... My strongest material comes from real life. Real life? Like, for instance, today I was driving in a, a car. Mm-hmm. You were kind enough to bring a car to bring this old chunk of coal here to the studio. <laughs> We send we send cars for our guests. Yes. Yeah. So I got in it, and that's I, you know I get material that way. So my driver, what do you mean? What, what, how do you get material that way? You get in the car, and what happens? Uh, my driver tells me a joke. <laughs> <laughs> the driver we sent to pick you up told you a joke. Yeah. And you're going to tell it now on the show. Yeah, that's how I get a lot of my material. <laughs> okay. Why don't we just have him on next time? Uh, that guy. <laughs> you, yeah, that guy. No, wait till you hear me do it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, fucking arm. So the guy, he goes, uh, uh-huh. I say, uh, I'll be the guy. Okay. Uh, a moth, <laughs> a moth goes into a podiatrist's office. A moth goes into a podiatrist's office. Right. You are correct. <laughs> a moth goes yeah, into a podiatrist's yeah. office. Yeah, I love this joke. Keep going. And the podiatrist's office yeah, says, yeah. what's the problem? And the moth says, what's the problem? Where do I begin, man? He goes, I go to work for uh, Gregory Olinovich, and uh, all day long I work. <laughs> Honestly, Doc, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. I don't even know if Gregory Olinovich knows. He only knows that he has power over me, and that seems to bring him happiness. But I don't know. I wake up in a malaise, and I, I walk here and there. And the podiatrist says, oh, yeah? And the moth goes, yes. And he goes, uh, at night I, I sometimes wake up and I turn to some old lady in my bed that's on my arm. A lady that I once loved, Doc. I, I don't know where to turn to. My youngest, Alexandria. <laughs> she, she fell in the, in, the, in the cold of last year. Mm-hmm. The cold took her down as it did many of us. <laughs> And my other boy, (laughs) and this is the hardest pill to swallow, Doc. My other boy, Gregario (laughs) Ivinolitovich. I no longer love him. (laughs) As much as it pains me to say, when I look in his eyes, all I see is the same cowardice that I that I catch when I take a glimpse of my own face in the mirror. (laughs) 
If only the cowardice was stronger, then perhaps... Perhaps I could bring myself to reach over to that cocked and loaded gun that lays on the bedside behind me. Just when you laugh at like, And then yeah, this hellish walking. facade once How long a drive was this? Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> nice, Do you live in the valley? Where do you live? Please, sorry. He says, Doc. <laughs> sometimes I feel like a spider, even though I'm a moth. <laughs> just barely hanging on to my web with an everlasting fire underneath me. I'm not feeling good. And so the, moss, the, the doctor says, Moth, man, you're troubled. But you should be seeing a psychiatrist. Why on earth did you come here? And then the moth said, Because the, the light, light was, was on. on. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually heard it do a bit different. Yeah. He's got a couple different versions. Well, I actually of heard it uh, from Super Dave, but I watch a lot of Norm. Uh, I, I have I watched yeah. a lot of Norm stuff. Uh, everything pretty much on YouTube that's free, I've probably seen. And he and even before it was on YouTube, bro, he had his own sh when he had his own show. Mm -hmm. I used to watch that. Bro. Oh fuck yeah! And uh, there's only little clips, some clips of it on mm -hmm. YouTube now. Uh, but you know, Super Dave was on, you know who Super Dave mm -hmm. is right? Super Dave Osborne. He was on it. <laughs> I think it was the first episode, and that one I believe is still on. And he tells that joke, but he says uh, he actually tells it, not Norm. I don't know if he stole it. I'm sure it was okay. I don't, I'm sure you know, or maybe Norm wrote. Maybe Norm wrote it for him. I don't know. But uh, he says that he goes to a dentist. He says not a moth. A man goes to a dentist, mm. and he says, I, uh, "What's wrong, sir?" And he's like, "I think I'm a moth." And he's like, "You think you're a moth? What the? What do you mean?" And he's like, "Yeah, I think I'm a moth." He's like, well, "Why are you here at a dentist? You should be at a psychiatrist." And he's like, "Oh, because the light was on." Yeah. Mm. And so yeah, he made it like he's already a moth. It's like a Family Guy. Yeah, but like Norm twisted. just had a certain way of delivering right, right. nonsense. Yeah. Like there was one. I'm not gonna play that one because it just makes it up while he's fucking, going. About like uh, a guy that goes to Niagara Falls. Okay. And there's a Sea World at Niagara Falls. Like he huge fucking story starts listing off of tons of fucking characters. And one character in particular was from Canada. Okay. And he finds him feeding the baby dolphins. And like the whole buildup is like, you're doing nothing with your position as a head of the Canadian government. He's like, I think I'm feeding a youthful porpoise. <laughs> nice. Like it's well a played. five and a half minute fucking For joke. Just that, <laughs> yes. Yeah. For that punchline. Yeah. You're like, oh man. But yeah, his delivery, because yeah. he, it was just like this like dry, sarcastic, and you can tell the smirk, I love his smirk on his face as yeah. he's telling the jokes and delivering, because you can tell he's just like oh, yeah. bullshit and his like, fucking you see the ass best off thing? the whole time. Literally look up Norm MacDonald roasts Bob Saget. Oh, oh yeah, he gets the jokes from an old joke yeah, book. He's only, yeah, he's like, he's like only doing, like only using shit. dad jokes. He's like, <clears throat> I love you, Bob. I'm not going to rip you apart. Oh, so yeah. they were the worst fucking jokes you've ever heard in your mm, fucking life. But they got laughs. <laughs> yeah, well, fuck yeah. Where he's like, you hear about this guy, Jeffrey Dahmer? <laughs> yeah, he, he says something about like, where he's like, yeah, he was a real jerk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that guy, that Jeffrey Dahmer character. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's something. I mean, that might not be the him. Do you think Mitch? Okay. Do you think Mitch would ever been on a on a roast? Oh fuck yeah, Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah. Huh? 
Yeah, would, I guess. Uh, he would have been a good fucking... I don't, he's not very Listen, mean, though. He's not a mean... I don't see him making mean jokes. It'd be I like... I can see him doing it. Has fucking Hot Pocket, uh, Jeff... Oh, God, uh, I can't... Oof. What is his name? Who the fuck is his name? The guy who wrote the Hot Pocket joke. He's a family man. He's is like... Is it Jim? Jim oh, Gaffigan. Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. Gaffigan. yeah. I, I, he, he would never be on a roast, right? He's a nice guy. Well, he I, has an image that he has to uphold. Oh, he's, he's a got, family he's guy. He's got comedy. Right. Yeah, so, you know, he couldn't be on a roast. And ironically, the person that you never see on any fucking roast that would be great at it, Bill Burr. Really? He's never been on a roast? Nope. He's never done one of the Comedy Central roasts. I don't want to do a fucking roast. I have somebody else write my fucking jokes. I have to say my own. <laughs> right. Maybe because no, I know Tony. You know Tony Hinchcliffe wrote, yeah. wrote a lot of those jokes, bro. He mm -hmm. wrote a good. Yeah. I don't know which. Did Jesselneck write any of them too? Huh? Did Jesselneck write any of them? Do you know? Oh, Anthony. Jesselneck Anthony Jesselneck. I, I, I know that name. I'm sure show. I know who that is. I can't Didn't picture we, his face, but oh, that must have been is that a comedian? Right? Yeah. 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 yeah you would love Anthony. Is Jesselneck. he on the fucking one with uh, Flagrant? Is he on Flagrant? He actually hosted uh, the Jesselneck offense. Uh, Who the fuck no, is he was a host What is he on? He hosted Last Comic Standing when actually Norm Macdonald was one of the judges. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Roseanne was on too. Roseanne and Keenan Ivory Wayne's. That's fucking sick. Yep. Message. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> so I've just been watching a lot of shit like YouTube rabbit hole. Yeah, I've been and doing that. Listening to podcasts. I, yeah, that's uh, all I watch. Yeah. I do have a guilty pleasure <clears throat> that I'm going to admit. So, you know that guy from fucking Ancient ancient Aliens? The guy with the hair? Oh, the guy that's like... Yeah, with the fuck? He, he was the meme? Yeah. Well... Not really. History channel. Really? Yeah, there's a meme and he's I like... I never this. watched that. Well, it, was me it was memes. No, Remember no, no. The 2012 memes where, uh, where it just had a word. <clears throat> and there was like a fucking white, guy with crazy hair and he's like, aliens. He's going like this. He's, he's like, like, aliens. He's like saying yeah. something. Yeah, I, say like aliens. Top, like or if like, I saw it, maybe it would like bullshit. Uh, okay. Well, anyways, <clears throat> that dude, the History Channel gave him his own show. Really? Mm-hmm. And um, it's fucking tight because he goes. Yeah, that dude's like a researcher. That dude knows a lot of shit. He's yeah. like an editor for a magazine or some shit. Yeah, I don't know what his credentials are, but that fucking dude knows his shit. Yeah. He goes to all these ancient sites and he shows you all the stuff that I've never seen before on any of the videos or right. fucking reels or clips or shit that I've ever seen before. And I was like, this is quite intriguing. And I watched like maybe four episodes um, and then I forgot what platform I watched it on. So, um, oh, shit. yeah, all the way back, not I all said. the way back. Well, well if, put, if you, if you weight distributor, yeah, you know, counterbalance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, if you want to sit on a pillow like this one, for example, it makes it more comfortable, uh, because that fucking shit sucks. There you go. <clears throat> There's actually a pillow behind it as well. In case one's not enough. It's either behind that one or the next, the chair next to it. It's good. I'm good. Yeah, that chair is tight when it works. <laughs> but you put a giant Mexican in there and that thing gets ravaged. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> also, I think that might even stretch out further uh, in case you want. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. But um, and then Bobby said he had a guilty pleasure that he's been watching. Oh, well, not Jersey really Shore. A guilty pleasure. But one thing I watch a lot of, bro, because I like psychology stuff. I like watching people's reactions. So I watched some like police interrogation and police body cam videos, but I really like watching the ones with 
child predator ones, dude. Because there's a lot of different channels that do it. They like, oh, have organizations yeah, yeah. and it's all they do is their job. Some of them, it's their whole job. Mm. And then I go meet them and they're like, what's up, buddy? And they're like, oh, dude, it's so fucking funny. Just watch them be like, oh, fuck. Like in their face. Yeah, fuck yeah. them, dude. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then they're like, and then they're like, we're not going to call the cops. You know, we're, because dude, one, because I watch it. I love watching it because most of them are assholes to them. Most of them talk shit. And they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. You said you wanted, they have it printed out. They're like, you said you wanted to do this to a kid, bro. But this guy, he's like, hey, man, I'm not here to judge you, man. And he's just like, and he gets them to say so much information, dude. Oh and God. then he videotapes yeah. it to give to the cops. But he's like, I'm not with the cops. I'm not going to call the cops. Um, you know, is that I, the, the, I just want to make sure. Catch a predator one? No, it's, it's just different channels that do it. Different YouTube oh, okay. channels. But he'll be like, I, I, you know, I'm not going to call the cops. I'm not here to judge you. I just want to make sure it was consensual. You weren't going to, like, hurt this this kid, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, dude, I'm not. And But really, he's just bullshitting. You know what I mean? He just yeah. says that. And he's, like, so nice. He shakes their hand. Isn't and he, he builds rapport with them. And he jokes. No. He jokes with them. And he's, like, asking what. They, he always asks them what they do. And he's, like, dude, you're essential. Like, you're, uh, thank you. And he shakes their hand. Like, thank you for what you do, bro. You're, and he jokes. With me, he's, just, he's just really. He'd be a, such a good salesman. And then he calls the cops, dude. And then, and then, like, oh man. Yeah. Or, dude. Also, they'll usually they'll try to make him call someone, a family member, and and tell them what they did, tell oh, them accountable. Oh my god. So they know yeah, like that's uh, call your kid right now. There's a guy. The he, he normally does fucking like prank videos, but he does a lot of that. Uh, Joey yeah, salads. What is that it? Name Joey like. salads. I think I'm he does a lot of fucking predator shit like that. A lot of shit like that. Yeah, it's very entertaining, man. Like I said, I'd rather watch. I don't watch TV shows. I don't really like to watch fake stuff as much. Sometimes, like that movie was sick. I like older movies way better. Um, but yeah, dude, I love watching people's reactions. Well, man. shit, so we're doing a bunch of. We're doing like Halloween two, Night of the Demons two, like older horror films and Halloween. If you want to be on any of those ones too, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to not going to un unveil. The third in the sci-fi one that we're doing, but by the end of this podcast, I will unveil what we're doing for October. So. Oh, was I not supposed to fucking say that? Oh, no, no. I no, thought no. we already talked about it. I can't remember. Well, we talked about it off, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I'll just got a little taste. <laughs> you can cut that. Cut yeah, that right? Out. No shit. Right. You can just cut that Call out. Beep. Go right now. Bam. All right, back on. But it makes it funnier. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, well, um, did you want to take a listen to this trailer and then? I will give a very brief synopsis of this movie. Tight. Um, so we're going to take a listen to 1977's Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and we'll be back to talk about it. Kind of a... I wouldn't know what kind of report to file center. 
This is nuts. What do you want? I just want to know that it's it's really happening. We recently had a close encounter. Close encounter with something very unusual. Who are you people? So here's what you need to know about Close Encounters of the Third Kind. They find a missing flight. They find a plane, a couple planes that have gone missing. People get witness weird shit, get sunburned. They look like that weird kid in school that had that. They start going a little crazy, start playing with their food, start drawing really (laughs) weird shit, go to a distant place that they've been seeing in their dreams, and look at shit. (laughs) Just look at shit. And that pretty much sums up the entire damn movie. Trespassing. Oh, yeah, and trespassing on a military base. But (laughs) they spend all this time to sneak up to it by the time, but they literally are standing next to everyone and no one gives a fuck. <laughs> well, they stop there. giving a fuck, I think, because they recognize the um, craziness of the, of the situation. situation I guess there's a, there's a better word, but I wanted to get my fucking sentence. That's a great synopsis, dude. <laughs> like, I tried so hard to sit down and actually write a scene by scene. I'm like, I cannot know. <laughs> cannot so that, that. So all that essentially really happened? Because I know movies, they change shit around, obviously. But, I mean, like, well, yeah. Did they uh, really have aliens of, come off and shit and fucking so, they, the dude went on and stuff? <coughs> I don't that, think the aliens probably looked like that either. But anyway. Yeah. I, those were greys. Yeah. And like. Greys aren't benevolent like this that. Kind of went, this kind of went. This kind of went with. Uh, what the hell was the dude's name? Um, something. I think Whitley. The guy who wrote Communion. Um. Which is one of the amongst alien conspiracy theorists. It's like the go-to book for alien abduction. Oh yeah. So they took a lot of influence off that, and that's where yeah, I, dude. There was a lot of shit about stuff that I've just mm-hmm. known for a long time in that movie. It was like they followed all the guidelines, mm-hmm. you know. And that's where, like, yeah, my synopsis was kind of jabbing on this movie. 
But this movie paved the road for any fucking sci-fi movie that comes out to date. Like this movie set a fucking standard, even if you don't like that standard. Yeah, it set the fucking standard. And it kind of pretty damn high. It surprised me. Um, it came out in the late seventies, yeah. and all the shit that was in it, I didn't know that. So, so now in hindsight, like that was common knowledge. Now that that was in a movie, a lot of shit that was in that movie. I didn't know like people normally mm. thought that. You know what I mean? I don't know. What's crazy to so think like, about is you look at the primitive effects that were in this movie. This movie came out only 16 years prior. So you think about this movie, 16 years later, Jurassic Park. And you see where, how far shit has come. Oh, yeah. And like when you look at this movie, yeah, it, it's primitive. You can see it. But it still stands up today. You go back and watch mm. Jurassic Park. I say that CG from 93 stands up better than movies that were made last f- fucking year with CG. Yeah, yeah it was delicious. They took what they have and they do the best with it. And and, and that simplicity mm. is still good today. You could still make movies like, 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 yeah. like when they show the aliens close up. Mm-hmm. They only show up for just one second. The camera's and, and panning. It's never really, and a you can tell shot. it looks like shit. You can yeah. tell that costume looks like shit, bro. Oh, if you, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> there were like, rubbers, but like I said, they pan the camera the right way, and they only show up for a split second, so you don't notice. And it, and it, it doesn't take anything away from the dynamic of the movie. But, you know, but we're gonna because this is a long fucking movie, so we're not going to discuss every goddamn scene. Um, Richard Dreyfus is your main character in this film, main actor. Um, he's married to a very young and quite attractive looking Terry Gar in this movie. I always remember her from Mr. Mom. <laughs> that was the movie <laughs> my mom always watched when I was a fucking kid. Um, it, it's just weird because I haven't probably haven't watched this movie in over 10 years. I think we talked about that last week. To see the family dynamic that is in this movie. Like, it's the most dysfunctional characters that they fucking write. Like the Simpsons. <laughs> kind of. It was like they were all yelling at each other. They were all crazy. The one child is beating the Christ out of a fucking baby doll thing in the background, just chilling in that crib thing or whatever. It was the absolutely The oldest boy starts crying at the fucking dinner table when his dad's playing oh with his God, mashed man. potatoes and a... Man. A second later, he starts calling him a crybaby. Yeah, that was bullshit. Yeah, and their house was like, looked like shit. They had a, like a construction table. It was Indiana, yeah, right? Like so yeah. wood, like you see at a construction site and that was their dinner table. And there's like shit, like weird, not weird, but like just cheap shit on the yeah. walls. And like it just, I know you had something to say because you, gra- you grabbed your notebook. Um, no, I just grabbed it so that way I can start using references. Okay. So, you know, I uh, also have a list of shit here on my phone as well. But my, my, f- we were making fun of it while watching the damn movie. Oh, yeah. As he starts getting progressively n- nuttier, <laughs> obsessed, she gets more and more twatty. Okay. Very fucking twatty. Oh, yeah. And I love just that random. He's trying to, like, she takes the three kids and fucking leave. He's on the hood of the fucking car. Yeah. And she just speeds off, knocking the fuck off. And that's the last you hear of her. Yeah. And he doesn't seem to care because, what, 
20, 30 minutes late in the movie, he's making out with the other fucking chick that he almost ran over her fucking son in the middle of the goddamn road during the UFO encounter. <sighs> she was holding her stomach, dude. I think he fucked her real quick. He just like slammed her behind the rocks. The aliens are like, dude, get some. And that's well, what. <laughs> <laughs> this always him. hits bottom. Yeah. <laughs> Rock bottom. In that. Rock bottom at the Devil's Tower. Oh man, oh. he gave him, he gave her his Devil's Tower. It, let's let's give an praise where praise is fucking due. Nobody in the fucking world would know what the fuck Devil's Tower was unless this movie was fucking made. It made it like a key point hmm. in the fucking movie. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's like, crazy. Because I've been looking at shit like that a lot too on YouTube. And that was my favorite thing. Uh, what the hell? It was a. I don't think it was Edgar Wright. But it was Simon Pegg, Nick. It was that. Uh, oh, God damn it. Where Paul? Seth, Paul, Paul, Paul. And when the end of it, they end up at fucking Devil's Tower. I'm like, okay, yeah. This is a nice callback to 77. <laughs> now, granted, I think Paul's a much better film. <laughs> I, I like Paul quite a bit. The humor in it was good. Oh, but that's yeah. those boys. Those boys are funny as shit. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, knowing the films that Steven Spielberg has done over the years, mm -hmm. prior to this and after this, besides the work of John Williams in this, can you, did you notice anything that kind of runs over from film to film? No. Now, he might be a one-trick pony in a lot of ways. <laughs> no, I feel that his work was 100% genuine <laughs> in all of its authenticity. He really made a point to let his <laughs> mm, productive and what do you mean? creative side shine in this. It was like, <laughs> I mean, I'm responding to his answer with sarcasm. Yeah, I know, but I don't understand what... <laughs> What is it? What is the reason? Well, there was a, there was like, like, not just him using fucking uh, John Williams to do the score in this movie, but you, like, look at Rich, casting Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus was known primarily before this movie for doing American Graffiti, which was a movie that was shot and directed by George Lucas who has worked time and time again with Steven Spielberg. And just one year later, you're going to have Dreyfus again. In Jaws. In Jaws. Which was Spielberg. And yeah. <laughs> speaking of Jaws, when they start playing the goddamn music to the aliens to get to respond, mm -hmm. the aliens are literally playing back the fucking Jaws theme. They do. That's <laughs> how he got inspiration. The aliens told him, dude. Like, there's so many crossovers and all, especially his earlier work. Not so much like Minority Report and After. Or, mm. oh, shit. Let's go all the way back to Schindler's List. Schindler's. Like, that was a good comedy. Like, <laughs> even like how they handled the fucking situation in this movie. I made the comment about how they're shoving everybody onto the fucking trains. It was like shoving all the Jews onto the trains to the concentration camp. It definitely felt that way. There was like military police in yeah. uniforms that, you know, they were wearing like arm badges and shit, but it was MP instead of fucking a swastika. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, yeah, he, he, he's got those subtle, I think they all have subtle little undertones like that. There's kind of throwing like, you know, never forget. 
I, I kind of have an interesting answer <laughs> to Bobby's question in What's the that? beginning. Because um, I feel like he asked where kind of the content came from that, that oh, the movie yeah, came yeah, from, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, so a couple things on that. It, uh, so Spielberg's initial store, I, I'm reading this from mentalfloss.com in case it's from 2017. Just a little article, just interesting facts about it. But I, I thought this was intriguing and I thought it kind of helped answer Bobby's thing. Uh, it says, uh, Spielberg's initial story outline involved UFOs and shady government dealings following the Watergate scandal, which became a script entitled Watch the Skies. The idea involved a police or military officer working on Project Blue Book, the Air Force's official study into UFOs in the 1950s mm. and 1960s, mm. who would become the whistleblower on the government cover-up of aliens. There were numerous rewrite, uh, rewrites. Rewrites. Uh, rewrites. Re <laughs> it's a weird word. Uh, taxi driver scribe Paul Schrader even took a crack at it, penning a political UFO thriller titled Kingdom Come that Spielberg Ooh. and the movie studio rejected before the story we know today emerged. In addition to that, um, it's named uh, after legitimate UFO research. Spielberg partly based his idea on the research of Dr. J. Allen Hynek, um, okay. a civilian scientific advisor to Project Blue Book, who eventually admitted that 11% of the study's findings about unidentified flying objects could not be explained using science. The title, which is never specifically explained in the movie, is actually derived from Hynek's own alien close encounters classification system. A close encounter of the first kind is a sighting of a UFO, kind of like what Jesse had mm -hmm. the other day. Um, the second kind is a physical evidence to prove the existence of an alien. And the third kind is actual contact with alien life forms. And then he does make a cameo in the film at the very end. He's, a smoke, uh, he's smoking a pipe and wearing a powder blue suit, and he pushes the crowd to get everybody the fuck out of the way so he can see aliens. <laughs> see the one thing you mentioned in there the version of this movie i want to see is the version that had the writer of taxi driver okay and the script that would have been one i want to because have you seen taxi driver <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i would love to send that version of this movie. yeah mm -hmm. i'd be cool with that it'd be a, definitely a lot more controversial i take it <laughs> i think um Maybe it was a Mars Attacks. God. That was fucking Tim Burton. Yeah. <clears throat> That's a movie I, I've never had a love-loss relationship. I've always had a love-hate relationship with that movie. Nostalgic because of when it yeah, came yeah, out. Yeah, 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 oh, God. <clears throat> There's like 50,000 The one that's not fucking... wearing the fucking thing just because it's chewing bubblegum. Have you seen Mars Attacks? Yeah. There's like 4,000. I, <laughs> I enjoy that okay. movie. We're, we're going to side quest Sorry. here for a minute. <laughs> the reason to watch that movie is the fucking cast. Yes, that's what that's I was a, trying to yeah, say. All star Everybody's in it. Cast. Jack mm -hmm. Black's in it. He wasn't even famous then. No. Mm -hmm. You have fucking Jack Nicholson plays two or three characters <laughs> in the movie. You have Michael J. fucking Fox. You have Pierce Brosnan. Look, like. Who's Literally, the boxer that's in it? Isn't uh, uh, that, jo uh, George 
Jim Brown. Jim oh, that was Brown. Jim Brown? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I thought <laughs> they don't that make was movies like, like that anymore. Oh, fuck no. So either... And it's such a stupid fucking so, movie wait, to have all these people the, in it. Do you know the budget on that film? Because to have that many fucking famous people... Now, back then, they didn't have a bunch of people in They probably too. did it all you know in fucking... Mean? People wanted to work with Tim Burton probably, at the time. yeah. He, um, but yeah, like, that was the first movie that had a cast like that. Like, okay. Nowadays, it's more common, but yeah. back then, it wasn't. like Because you couldn't afford to fucking do that. Oh, they no. had CGI, too. Half the movie, all of it was CGI. And like... Prior to that, the only thing I can think of that probably would have what you'd call an ensemble cast was the original Magnificent Seven. And that's going years fucking back. Years fucking back. Um, but yeah, Mars Attacks and Close Encounters of the Third Town are two completely different beasts. Uh, first of all, let's talk about the, the runtime on this film. Clocks and what was it? Two hours and 13 minutes? I didn't I really notice it, man, because I was pretty engaged in the movie. It was pretty good. See, the, movie, you know? see, that's where I've always, like, I love this movie. It's beautiful. But it, it to me, it's slow to me. Like, Yeah, it could be faster. But honestly, my first, now if I watch it again, I'm sure I'd feel that way. But like my yeah. first time watching it, when I, when, when I asked him how, how much time was left, and I was like, it's not even halfway. And it was like three quarters of the way. Mm -hmm. like, oh shit! So, yeah. See, and like to a point, I I do agree with that. Like, because it's been over at least a decade since I've seen this movie. Yeah, it did not feel as long as it, when I've watched it in the past, because I've had so many years separation from it. Yeah, but I love Spielberg to fucking death. But this one, it was just kind of like he. Through everything in this movie, including the kitchen sink, and he just lingered on it. <laughs> yeah, for wait, like that end sequence when they're playing the fucking music. Did you look how long that I, I had my phone going from the time they that get scene up is to that thing to the time where the alien finally appears Whoa. out of the fucking thing. You know, it is 37 minutes. Yeah. And that he said that was I, the hardest 36 I, I, minutes of the whole 37 minutes of the whole fucking film. Well, I think that they, they, honestly, man, when I was watching it, the reason I think it was like that is because I think they wanted to whatever real thing happened. I think they wanted to make it as close to that as possible. And I yeah. think that's what how long it took to summon it or, you know, whatever they had to do to like play their music and shit like. That's how long it actually took. So I think he was trying to capture the actual experience of you mm -hmm. being no, there. No, I, I instead of speeding through that. it and shit. I get that, but let's put your okay. Nineteen seventy-seven. Okay, works fucking perfectly. Okay, let's show this to the new generation of kids that have the attention span of a fruit fly. They would not watch it. They could not make it through thirty but this minutes is a of classic. this movie. I think some. I think. Uh, I don't know, man. I think the, they could the first time watching it because it's pretty. Like I said, it's pretty engaging. It's pretty good. Yeah, there's a and like I've seen my. It my is engaging. And I mean, the way TV, with you know, and when they do trickle in the bits of the aliens, you do start getting sucked in. Yeah. And and I think that there is a very slow, subtle kind of like anxiousness that you get because I was getting it. I was like, dude, just get to the fucking end. Let me see the goddamn yeah. fucking spaceships. Let me see the wonky ass alien. That, I usually think that. And I usually think that about most shit. Yeah. For some reason. You didn't get anxious on this one? That's because no. you've never seen it. And I've I think seen it so, before. yeah. 
It's because yeah. you you have this is the first time you've seen it? Yeah. Oh, it's high. Yeah, no, I was actually just like I was saying, I was surprised that movie. This we movie. didn't ask him his initial fucking knee-jerk reaction on the film like we usually do. We didn't know that he was this virgin type. That's kind of cool. It's probably because we fucking went from the synopsis to just <laughs> jumping into shit talking. Yeah. Well, then let's all ears, Bobby. You want to? Oh, absolutely. Tell us about your initial. Well, I already said I was just surprised. Um, like all this, the shit that's in mm. it in a main motion, mainstream motion picture, like all the stuff about UFOs that I've always heard over the years, you know, look, not researching, but just watching shit about that. You're researching. You're hearing it from me. Uh, but yeah, I was very surprised. And like I said, like I was saying before, I was surprised that some of that, this, a lot of that stuff was um, common knowledge or not, not common knowledge, but in a, it was in a movie. So now it's in people's mm -hmm. brains. I, I didn't really realize that. Um, and based off yeah, of real I shit, it was too. a real good movie. Yeah, and uh, like I said, I was engaged. Uh, the shot is shot very well. You know, like I said, some stuff was long, but and I did think like, wow, like like especially that last scene. Like I was like, yeah, this is really long, but I understand why. I guess, and yeah, it was my first time watching it, so like I didn't really get bored and with it. When you go, you go back to like some of his uh, Spielberg's work around that time like when he did duel that's a slow fucking movie you a year later jaws mm -hmm. renowned as one of the best horror flicks ever fucking made right especially for a pg movie yeah all the imagination that that's pushing about that's a two and a half hour fucking movie it fucking wrecked jaws is and two and a half hours half of the like the end portion yeah, back of it, then I think movies were more like that. over 50 minutes of it and the, is them just literally chasing the shark in a boat at the end of it like get fucking wrecked that's two and a half hours for real it, it's over yeah yeah because they didn't have fucking tv shows the same way back then and they, they you know obviously not phones and computers and shit so <laughs> it, every year when they show watch it over shit. the fourth of july weekend on whatever network is fucking showing it it's time slot is three and a half hours to watch Jaws. Oh, because all the commercials? Yep. Dude, I did not. I, I, I think I saw that in theaters or at a drive-in. I saw it on uh, in the theaters on a re-release. I think I saw it on TV when I was a kid. I didn't even watch the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> the commercials. That's you can't watch a movie with commercials, man. And if you think about it, you go back and re-watch that movie. Shit. You are watching Bonkers. this movie. Bonkers. You're literally looking at the ocean the majority of the movie. You don't see a glimpse of the shark no. until the, uh, I think it's an hour, five minute mark in that movie. So you're halfway into this fucking movie before you even get a glimpse. And what I love about that movie, but this isn't going to be a Jaws podcast, is the reason why you never see the fucking shark for the majority of that movie is because the shark that they had never fucking worked. Bruce? <laughs> yeah, Bruce did not fucking work. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce fucking sucked. Yeah, the Bruce that they have on the backlot tour at fucking Universal right now, that was much more reliable than the <laughs> one they actually shot. Damn, because they didn't realize that they had all this intricate fucking wire work and crap. Yeah, and they tested it at the Universal lot. They didn't calculate when they took it to Martha's Vineyard. It's like this is salt water. Salt water mm. reacts differently. <laughs> Rusty McRusterson. Oh, it ate through all their fucking yeah. electronics. <laughs> um. Who is your favorite character? My favorite character would probably be the black-eyed kid. 
Mm. That was a cool character because, like you said, uh, you look like they Mac had, and me. Yeah, <laughs> they had a hard time with that kid. You said with the role with or you know what I mean, like getting him to say the lines and shit and behaving. Mm. Yeah, probably because they. They picked that kid on purpose because he looks kind of weird. You know, he looks kind of like an alien. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I knew there was something up with that kid right when they show him. Where he's just got weird eyes. Yeah, he did have crazy like, weird looking eyes. This was like the third film project he had ever worked on. And that kid never did anything past 1985. That's what I thought too when I saw that movie. I was like, is that kid? I don't know, dude. There's something about him. I was just like, is that kid? Is he famous now? Like, I, pro- I thought he probably no. wasn't. You know, he he's probably famous in the fucking like convention world. Right. Does a lot of cons and shit like that. Right. But yeah, you can tell they casted him purposely because of his mm. look and his eyes. And um, and uh, then like he wasn't. You know, he wanted to play with the aliens and like he wanted to go with them. And mm. he like knew he already knew like he knew them. You know, he had no fear. He, he was familiar with them. Mm-hmm. He knew that he that he was they were. He was like a part of that. Well, he's younger, right? He's more, he's closer to being, you know, he's more in tune to shit differently when you're that yeah, young right. than we are as ass adults. Right. The little kid, he it didn't drive him mad. The little kid didn't. He wasn't, him. yeah. And he wasn't scared of him. No, he it was, he was curious. Super about comfortable with no, it. No, he wasn't even there curious. Was no he already fear. knew. It's like he just yeah. knew that yeah. it was his like family. Like that was his last thing. He was a star seed or some shit. And they yeah. took his ass to make sure he was doing all right. Who was your favorite character? Um, I don't know how I feel about Dreyfus. <laughs> yeah, this movie definitely stereotyped and put in the vision for years and years to come. What I yeah. call the Gumby alien. <laughs> Literally, right, it looks like that. any fucking Gumby Jack toy. Jack Skellington. That you first time they had yeah. gray, was that the first time anything yep. was Gray's like in anything? Mm-hmm. Like what else besides Twilight Zone? Outside, like, where I'll say like a, this made like the the stereo no because uh, <laughs> we were kind of talking about it during the movie. I think it was a nice progression when you look at fucking uh, Fire in the Sky. Those aliens are creepy as fuck in that movie. What movie is that? What is that? Fire, fire in the Oh, that's the one we were talking about. Yeah. Where he's like impatient. Travis yeah, Walton. Is that was that like a TV movie? Uh, no, it was no, theatrically released. It was made for TV? No. I saw that he one when I was a kid on TV. Yeah. So there's another movie that I haven't, haven't seen. That's probably... Yeah, it better. actually That was stupid, the thing that I remember. I just remember it, but I remember it was dumb. Like, I was only like the, One of the main actors was the guy who played the uh, T-1000 in Terminator 2. Oh, my God. Robert Patrick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, um, Sir Francis Bacon would Craig not have been in a movie, bro. He was in, in like the 1600s. Uh, who's in it? Um, it's Robert Patrick, Craig Schaefer, Peter Berg, who went on to be a great fucking filmmaker. Peter, Peter um, Berg, shit. Peter Berg, and ironically, he got, um, right after I think it was, yeah, right after Fire in the Skies when he got hired on as one of the main doctors on, uh, Chicago Ow. Hope. Yeah, that goes back a minute. That was around the time that like you had Chicago Hope was rivaling ER. Yeah. On two rival networks. But I like the evolution of the the gray alien that you see from this to the terrifying very they weren't gray. 
in Fire in the Sky. They're very skin tone, but terrifying as terrifying as fuck. Wait, so what do the aliens look like in that movie? They're they they look like grays, but scarier, or they don't. Look no, like they're grays. short grays. They're just short grays in Fire oh. in the Sky, but so they're, they're terrifying. Yeah, they're, it's they're soulless. Dude. Short grays. They just but fucking with... drag this motherfucker through their ship and fucking <laughs> he like. How tall are like, they? Oh, they're just little fucks, dude. They're little. The same size as in fucking yes. this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. you're right. Give so he took it probably from yeah. Fire in the Sky. Probably took it from. You know, or that's why they really fucking look, and that's why it's on both movies. Yeah, no fucking no right. shit. Yeah, because right. they're real. What you overall? What do you guys think of the overall look of, especially for 1977? I give this it movie came out ten out of ten. Pretty fucking. Yeah, good. the look was gorgeous. Shot beautifully, I yeah, loved it. The dude. ships looked amazing. The moment yeah. I started watching it, I was just it. like, "Yeah, dude, this was great." Analog. See, this feeling, is one of those movies feeling. that would have been interesting to go back in time to see in theaters yeah and then see just how much high def remastering has only helped the movie okay because i know a lot of over the years remastered versions of this movie has come out mm-hmm. blu-ray and, and shit. yeah and i know the colors especially like the end sequence with the ship and everything yeah the it's colors like, weren't that vibrant in the original when yeah, on It was on Laserdisc even, I think, too. It mm-hmm. came out on that. Fucking yep. um They also I was gonna say like the a lot of fucking amazing shots of the Devil's uh, what's it called? Tower. Devil's Tower. Tower like yeah. there was this spots where like you saw the reflection of it in the window mm-hmm. and it's like in the background of the windows. Like it's a little bit too much like perfect shots of it oh, in the yeah, background. Like the, like, eh. the, but still, bro, and like so many background shots where you tell they were really there. The great. screen composition of this movie is fucking amazing. Yeah. Like if you think like the one scene where you had the, I think you said they look like fucking twin, the two cops look like twins yeah. on the mountainside. Take that scene, turn the camera 45 degrees this way, mm-hmm. not nearly as impactful as how they frame that. Right. The majority of this is framed fucking phenomenally. It's like he was very conscious about his real estate on camera with having, oh, yeah. <clears throat> having pivotal characters or just characters in screen while at the same time having the main point of view, which is the fucking ships, also be completely apparent in the fucking and shot. If you have like, this production in 1977 has shut off this national park, you're going to utilize the fuck out of that fucking mountain. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> as much as you fucking can. I'm sure they made a hearty donation. Now, you can, th- where time does not help this movie, is you can drastically see the difference of what shot on location and what shot on a soundstage. Yeah. You can. Oh, yeah. clearly fucking see the drastic differences right <laughs> but to be fair they did shoot on set or like on that's on set right when you go somewhere or is that that's, that's on, on location on location yeah. they went to i want to say a dozen different locations for this film from what i read i want to say let's say half a dozen no it was like eight i think mm-hmm. different that places. sounds about right eight different main exterior areas yeah just yeah but the the main one used is the Devil's Tower National Park. Yeah, like they utilize that fucking perfectly. 
Oh, yeah. I loved, even though, like I said, John Williams has duped himself multiple times within this movie, as did Spielberg, the sound design and how they edited the sound, the levels of everything, Mm -hmm. worked so perfectly fucking, like the first... The first time you encounter the the beings, I like how it starts off as like a low rumble, then mm. everything starts to shake. Yeah. And I like how they kind of play with the Dreyfus character when the helicopters show up saying, well, maybe it was just helicopters that caused this. And that the propellers blowing the the dust at him could have caused the, bur- the sunburn on him. Um, they they tr- like. Are you saying they hinted towards that? Yeah. Go back and rewatch that. Yeah, hinted towards what? Sorry. Towards the helicopters or what gave him his burn on his face, and not the UFO going over his truck and yeah, fucking when he, everything when up. When he realizes that it's not the UFOs coming, when they're all gathered there, oh, and he realizes it's the that- helicopters there. He's starting to piece things in his head. He's like, well, it could have been this. It could have been this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good piece of acting on Dreyfus's point point because he doesn't say a goddamn word. Right. It's just kind of him being like everything oh. is in his face. Right. Everything he tells is in yeah. his face, facial expressions. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's a like a, that's a hard thing for any fucking actor to be, even the most seasoned fucking actor. Like I don't <sighs> maybe Robin Williams and like one hour photo. <laughs> Can just with a look tell you exactly. Brendan Fraser, are you kidding me? In the well, but out better yeah. to get those kind of special effects and shit for the film, and for it to be as long as it was, and all the shit and all the travel and everything. I mean, I know what the budget was in this, but I mean, they had, I mean, and for 1977 to get that fucking high of a goddamn budget is crazy. But they had to. Well, it's crazy. It's not that really. What was the budget? For 77. Huh? This was shot for 17.5 million. I thought it was 19.4. That was, was that high back? Was that, was that high back then? No, right? Well, yeah. Because if you think about it, that was this pretty much the same budget that this I thought last... it was almost 20. Nope. So is that the highest? There really? The budget to make the movie was 17 and a half. Was that the highest there was back then at the time? Oh, God. For no. 1977, I feel like 17 million is a lot of dollars, but maybe not. Well, 2% you have inflation. to adjust it to, for inflation. It's 2% a year. Because it's pretty much the exact same budget that Evil Dead Rise was made for. Um, and that was yes. made in 23. So, like, 17.5 million. Yeah, that's a lot of fucking money. Just in perspective, its original theatrical run, movies weren't in theaters quite. They were in theaters longer in the late 70s. How much do you think it made back in its initial run? Not its re-release. Initial run at 17 and a half million. Bobby, what do you think? No idea. I mean, it's hard to say because... I I don't know. I guess if it it seemed like it would have done well, probably made a lot. I mean, just throw up, just throw some random number, dude. Like maybe like three or four times what it uh, costs. So like it was 17. So like 80, 80 maybe or 70. Okay. Seth? Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> oh, uh, it's, it's, it's a higher fucking, than that. 
Like a hundred or two hundred. Keep going. Oh, oh, that was that's including its re-release, original release, and made one hundred and seventy-five million dollars. But including its re-release with remastered shit, it's grossed over four hundred million dollars in theaters. It's won a fuck ton of awards. It's gone oh, down in yeah. like this music film fucking history mm. shit. I mean, it, this film like destroyed. It Roxy's gonna stop in for a second. Just BT Dubs. Um, yeah, dude. I, when I saw that, I literally, when I, I was like, holy fuck, dude. I wasn't surprised. I, no, I was 100% surprised. I was like, there's this, that's fucking crazy. Like, and if you think about it, that's why I was kind of looking it up. One year, yeah, one year later, when a Star, uh, Star Wars A New Hope came out, mm-hmm. that was shot on an $11 million budget. A New Hope was on $11 million? Mm-hmm. That was shot for six million dollars less than this movie was. And what year was that? Seventy. I don't think a lot of that shit matters, bro. Especially for uh, movies that old, because like, depending on the person, you can decide different stuff to do. You know what I mean? So, I mean, if you're comparing apples to apples with like mo- like movies and, That's and how I much it costs, it's like two. just a few. Oh, yeah. That's why I compared right. those two. Oh, because of the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you. <laughs> Yeah. So you said Star Wars was eleven million, mm-hmm. and this one was seventeen million. Mm-hmm. That's not really that much of a difference, though, is it? If you go, I think Star Wars actually had a better production value. There's better special effects in that movie than this movie had, and Star Wars was longer than this movie. First Star Wars. <coughs> oh fuck yeah! Is that what you're saying? Um. All the costumes they had to made for all the extras before CG. I haven't seen in, in a the while. Cantina. Oh yeah, that part's a yeah. cool scene. Explosions. <laughs> yep. Um, stop go animation. Um, they filled an entire parking lot with those fucking ping pong tables to make the the surface of the Death Star and running mm-hmm. the camera over it. The fucking opening thing they had to make a thing for that to run the scroll. Yep. Um, of the text in the front. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll do that. <coughs> Fuck ton of money. Uh, but, again, but again, look what they did with it, right? But Trent, that also goes back to George later. Lucas, who pioneered the majority of that technology. Like, well, yeah, because if you think about it, there, like George Lucas, like him or hate him, I don't give a fuck what where you stand on this. That dude was a fucking genius, because there's not a movie that gets like made him. that he does not get a paycheck for. From everything. It, there's not a movie that's made that doesn't go through Skywalker Sound, THX. Industrial Light and Magic. Oh, yeah, yeah, THX, yeah. fucking, when he sold off, fucking, he, he created Pixar. He created DreamWorks and sold that crap off. Well, also, I thought Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs there. threw down a million dollars a year for three years on Pixar until it yeah. finally picked up with Toy Story. Yeah. I actually, I, I, let a, I wrote a letter to Pixar saying that I wanted to be a 3D animator and they wrote back. Oh, uh, no shit? Yeah, dude, when I was going to Christ the King. And they, I have it here. It's fucking... Oh, damn. Yeah, it was it tight. It, it wasn't an email? Uh, it was an actual letter? It was, well, because I, I, I still mailed it myself. The fucking... It was like the graphic designer leader manager guy or whatever. Because, it was because of Lucas. Genius. Like fucking, That's genius. I love that. James Cameron worked with Lucas for years yeah. to develop The Abyss. Yeah, and then which turned into fucking Terminator Two. Terminator Two, mm-hmm. and then Titanic. Yep, and then spent 
another fucking 20 years developing the technology with him to do Avatar and shit like that. So I guess the, the biggest question that needs to be asked. Yeah. Do you guys recommend this movie and what would you rank it out of the 10? Or would you? It would be a real dick move not to recommend this movie. <laughs> Considering how renowned and all the awards and the fucking ROI this this money made, the fact that it's based off of the information that it is, um, you know, it's it is long and it can be kind of like just kind of droney, and mm-hmm. so just bear with that and stick it out. Um, but again, I I just learned that Jaws was two and a half hours, which is actually longer than this fucking movie, and because and even that you can parallel the two that they're able to kind of draw it out with maybe some, you know, leave it to the imagination and shit. And you kind of get to see shit trickle in and there's this mystery to it and this like lore. Um, and what do I rank it? And this is a 10 out of 10 in my book, dude. I, I mean, no, I, I love this movie. This movie's tight. I fucking feel kind of bad not watching it as much as I did. I watched it last night. And then before that, I'd only seen it one other time, but this is a great movie. Um, just get the highest shit and watch this movie with your friends in the dark. Crank it up. I don't know. I, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm an alien fan. Yeah, dude. Uh, me too. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, very unexpected. It wasn't what I expected at all. <laughs> um, yeah, it was very interesting. Very cool. Very all of it. Everything about it was cool. I feel like some it was like a kind of almost like a hidden gem for me. I, I yeah. feel crazy that I've never seen it. Like I've heard that movie title. I didn't really know. I, I figured it was probably about aliens. I didn't know it was Spielberg. I don't really. I didn't really know that Spielberg did all those movies. I guess before mm-hmm. you were like naming movies of like I've heard of that like American Graffiti and that, but I didn't know that George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. I guess I never really thought about. They were involved. I've never actually really seen those. So, but yeah, dude, there was definitely like something that I was like, I was like, wow, how have I, basically, yeah, like how have I not seen this already? Yeah, um, that's true, huh? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the sound, the music, the fucking, yeah, the yeah. acting. No, yeah. Every, I mean, anytime uh, you have John Williams composing your yeah. music, you know it's going to be fucking amazing. Oh, that's one thing we didn't ask, but we usually do. Who's the weakest? The weakest in this movie? Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> also, I thought that the neighbor, um, uh, He was weak in this movie in more ways than one. Mrs. Harris had the most Franklin energy. Oh, yeah. In my book. Franklin what energy is, is Franklin energy is someone who you want to die real bad. Who's Mrs. Harris? She was the neighbor who was real fucking nosy all the time. Yeah. She was real nosy. Oh, yeah. No, he was definitely weak. Like, he should, you should never cry in front of your, I don't know. Oh, so he's the, he took it more like so we were saying more in the acting role, uh, and you went you took it more like as a father figure, and I love role. see that's why we love different I, points I like, of views. I like that. <laughs> that's what it's all I about, like dude. That. It's all about the povs. That's why he got mad at him, dude. He's like, why the fuck we cry, baby? Like, because you guys were joking about it. You're like, why is he? He just he was just crying. 
He wasn't dad a crybaby. He, he, uh, he wasn't crying when the little kid started crying at the dinner table, was he? He was just like fucking no. freaked out. He was just like, yeah. I thought he was crying first. The dad, no, I don't. I, oh no, uh, not at the I don't table. think he cried at all. The uh, boy, the son started crying just because he was playing with his mashed potatoes. But but then when you when walk, he was going in the shower saying, "I don't know what's going wrong with me," that's when the son starts calling him the crybaby. But he right. didn't cry in the shower either. He was no, just fucking he, chilling in the shower. Yeah. He's like, "I don't know what's wrong with me." Yeah, yeah that's right. Well, still, that's you get what he means. Some of the script meant. didn't make sense. You got, no, that's what yeah. I get it. Like the yeah. kid was like mad because he's like, "Why are you crying?" He's like mad. He's like, "You're supposed to be." But this movie dad, takes place like, in 1977. Handle that kid like you would in 1977. Backhand that son, bitch. That's kind of what I was saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? You could. It you was until the 90s. You're supposed to stop doing that. <laughs> in the 70s, you could Sparta kick your kid through the door. Bro, right. you could probably like, do a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah. They're like donkey kick next you time. You could bitch. be racist too. You could say the n word just like normally in conversation. It Maybe that's matter. what. What if that that little five tone? Six okay. tones. I, isn't it five? It's two sets of threes. Two sets of threes. Because mm. the tones were the two latitude of, and longitude. Two sets of threes. Yeah, is the tone. Twos and threes in that movie. No, but the two sets of threes is the tones. And that's why we kept seeing threes throughout the whole fucking movie. That's what I'm movie. saying. Yeah, we haven't talked about numerology at all. But yeah, there was a lot of twos and threes. There was a lot of fives. But it was twos and threes that added up to those fives. Right, because it was two sets of threes, which is the tone. The, the, the crazy. The tone yeah, was yeah, the key that. to the whole. They used, new, right. they used numbers to show you the key. To the fucking communication with the aliens, which is fucking numbers, right? And they say that that's a the lot best. Of, that's the any way you crop, communicate crop fields. any other thing that you don't know their language at all, but you can communicate through numbers because numbers is like, like you crop can't circles. change numbers. Crop circles. They use a shit ton of fucking math and shit in crop circles, and they've shown us all kinds of stuff of how to figure out how to go to light speed through crop circles. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you believe in that shit, but but it's all fucking math. Sure. They they found like ancient ass like. Um, caves and shit that have just a Christ ton of just symbols in them and they finally yeah. figured out what it is. It's all math. It's just a whole shit ton of numbers and fucking patterns and rhythms and shit and the, the, but it's all carved out and it's old as shit and it's just like why the fuck would this be here and why why is it all about math? It's That's what it's all about. This movie was so fucking rad that that's what it did it, and me and Bobby were super aware of it mm. but all the numbers and we saw over and over and over again was the threes. And we saw two well, threes every next number to each was other. in there, but there was a lot of twos and threes, and then fives. A lot of numbers got reduced to five. But but I think that what I, the point that I'm trying to make is is the threes was the rhythm, like Ryan said. Mm -hmm. Two sets of threes in a musical tone is what they is the communication yeah. that they use. Like that was mm -hmm. that's how they figured mm -hmm. it out, and so for them to sh show it throughout the movie unless you pay attention to that stuff you would have no fucking idea yeah. you know what i'm saying and if you and look like up when they the one dude that speaks french even though he's not french <laughs> when he looks at the the thing that just keeps repeating and repeating and repeating he's the one that says these are coordinates i love that oh, that was yeah. my favorite part of the movie well one of them like the one i was like because that's like <gasps> that's like the first like oh what the fuck now this is something different and and he, he was he was a good tool mm -hmm. more than just being Frenchy translator fuck. He's like I know maps. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's right. He's Thank like, you for bringing that up, Ryan. That was one of my favorite parts. Like, yeah, I have my issues with this movie. I do enjoy the movie. Mm -hmm. um, I do. I recommend the movie. Yes, I think everyone should see it. This movie changed the way we look at sci-fi movies to this fucking day. It 
put a lot of standards. It created a lot of standards for sci-fi alien flicks. Yeah. Um, it might still be gone. If you're sensitive to long movies, tread fucking lightly. Right. Because this is a slow burn of a fucking movie. Or fucking repetitive, high-pitched sound. Yeah, it is. It's Not a slow burn movie. Like, for me personally, two hour and 15 minute movie, it felt every minute of two hour and 15 minutes. If you can, if you can try to somehow fully engulf yourself into the obsession that is his name, Roy. Yeah. That Roy has about what, it, because you have to understand that there's something in his mind that we don't know exists. And that is what fucking powered him through his adventure. Right. And that that curiosity for me is like, I, you know what I mean? Put put yourself in his shoes. If you could mm. do that in the movie, I think it would make it more interesting. And that's what I try to do. So that, that it was so goddamn long. But I wanted to try to stay intrigued the whole. But again, I love UFOs and I love that, yeah. you know, and I knew once I learned about the back history of this, I was so intrigued. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. as, as far as like trying to rank this movie. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. I can't in good conscience give this a 10. <laughs> I have no, I have to okay, reserve so. that to movie for like, yeah. for Spielberg, like Jaws, okay. Schindler's List, Saving Private Ryan, yeah. Jurassic Park. Those are 10s. On a nice day, I'll give this an eight. Okay. That's the best I can give this. I, because, I, like I said, it's just. Too fucking long. The fact that I'm such a huge sci-fi guy, and I, I say that in some of the other podcasts and shit, and like I've been following Aliens since I was a small mm-hmm. child. Like, yeah, I, this is the reason. It's this is so a hundred. This is probably one of the first movies we've watched. You know, where it's been like a hundred percent something super Your up speed, my own. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. That it's I've been all about. Um, yeah, forever since I was just a little little kid. You know, I've always wanted to believe. You know, I love fucking X Files. I Watch all the sci-fi shit. Just it was yes. And for it to be a classic like this, to me, this is kind of like my version of like your Halloween in the That's sense fair. of like it's the classic sci-fi, whereas yours is classic horror. Mm-hmm. Like this is to me, it's that, you yeah. know. And ironically, they were made within a year of each other. Yeah. I, I fucking it was, you know, it, it was film great, the visual effect. I was just it was cool because it's like so tight. I don't want to say it's so tight. Historically accurate, but it's like Dude, when you say sci-fi, man, you can make up tons of crazy shit. You can live on yeah. planet, mm-hmm. you know, make up words and make up alien races yeah, that right. have all these different features and fingers and eyes. And But this shit is like after, like, it seems like people's, like like you said, like a whistleblower, people's actual, like, yeah. shit they're talking about from real life. Yeah. You know what I mean? It follows, like, you know, their grays. So, yeah, that's the interesting part. Um, I definitely recommend it. Yeah, I don't know. If, I think I'd probably give it a nine, dude. Maybe a ten. I don't know. Not a ten. Nine though. That's solid. That's solid reason. Did you too. say a number? I said a ten. Oh, you did. Just because I thought, <clears throat> you know, this is everything I want. Er, er, everything that I could possibly want. Well, except you know the fucking oh yeah the depiction of the tall gray at the end that was garbage. Ten. Um, but you know, I, I don't give a fuck, you know, it was 1977. Like you guys said, this dude, these dudes paid the, you know, kind of paved the way oh, it's some pioneers yeah. for what the aliens understood to the mass media. Hey fucks. Yeah. And just programming is, people in general, like just wait about aliens, you know, 
know what they look like. Yeah, you want me to give a Steven Spielberg alien movie a 10 rating? E.T. You want me to give a Stephen King alien movie a zero rating? War of the fucking worlds. <laughs> yeah, that was trash. All <laughs> Dude, that With Tom, Tom Cruise. Dude, if you yeah. read the book, I've read that book too. That really sucks if you've read the book. Because it's... You want to say a movie's nothing like the book? Try a hundred years yeah. later, dude. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. Insane, bro. <laughs> but, um, what was, oh, I was going to say, though, we forgot to mention Pinocchio was. Yeah. Like and I movie. didn't, I, I haven't found the connection. It's, he turned it down or he was, or something happened. Uh, yeah, I couldn't find oh, it. And it kind of really surprises me that Disney licensed that music out. To another, they, I told you they film ch- they changed the note so they could do it. No, because Pinocchio they shows did one up. note different. He shows so up you, twice okay. yeah, in the movie. You see Pinocchio though. Yes, physically. What do you mean you, you see like a toys. Pinocchio toy twice oh. in it? Well, I think they probably just did it in a way they could get away with it. Oh, it was, but that was Disney. Either that, or then. they didn't know they didn't give a fuck because they knew they were gonna make a shitload of money and they can just give yeah. a little percentage, or they, mm. I don't know. No, there yeah. was. I but they I do change, dude. If you go, we can go back and listen to the. I'm really, I really listen to music. They they changed the note a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's not the exact. It's almost exact. It's just like yeah. maybe one note goes somewhere that it's not in the the real one. It's very. Oh, impossible. you mean for the because that's what they do the in end. when I went to audio engineering school. They have things called sound alikes where mm-hmm. like they'll and I've noticed them too on the radio. It'll be a sample and it sounds. It's made to sound like like rappers delight like boom 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 boom. boom. But someone will make one and you think it's for a commercial. But you think it's like rapper's delight, but it's not. It's like boom, 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 boom. But it's like right, just a little bit off. different. And yeah. then yeah, and someone can use that. They already paid for it when they buy it. Yeah, it's just so one they, beat they don't off. Have to, yeah, yeah. Much. But it's like a note. <laughs> they just have the beat can stay the same, but yeah. the notes, you know what I mean? The tone just has to change a little. And it sounds. I'm pretty sure it's what they do on at this movie mm-hmm. with that song. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I noticed the slight changes in, in a little bit. It's quite possible. That one beat so up. I don't think they licensed up. it from Disney, you know? Yeah. No. Well, okay. So let's say they didn't have to register anything audially from fucking <laughs> Disney. But still, the fact that Pin- what we're trying to say is Pinocchio is in it. Yeah. So they still. You think they could have done that and got away with it? But in the 70s, were things different? I don't know. Mm, I don't know. They, they just have in the background, bro. Who cares? So much they could be like, it's just a background thing, dude. So crazy how much probably plays. But every scene had something. Sorry, yeah. that just blew oh, my yeah. mind. I, oh, yeah. they, that's how they must have had to raise, uh, raise their Did fun. you ever see the Josie, uh, Josie and the Pussycats movie? Oh, we'll man. talk about I fucking don't... product placement. That whole movie is one big subliminal message. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I don't think I was. That's got um, my boy in it, though, doesn't it? Uh, Gosling. <laughs> isn't Gosling in that? Ryan Gosling? Yeah, isn't he in the Scooby-Doo movie? Mm-mm. No? My bad. Freddie Prince Pretty Jr. Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. My bad. <coughs> we'll wait. Yeah. Then we'll wrap it up. But no, man, I think this movie just, it fucking rocked all around. <coughs> I mean, I, the, it was so colorful. I, said I, I enjoy the movie. Yeah. It, I like a little more with my slow burns. You have to give me more information for me to sit, a, go along on a ride this fucking journey this fucking long. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, even at the end of it, they don't give you really any fucking answers. <laughs> so, what's your favorite slow burn movie then? 
Oh. Wyatt Earp. Sci-fi. Oh, Wyatt Earp. That's a good movie. It's a good movie. That was two tapes long. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> that, uh, Heat. That's a, a good Michael Mann film. Oh, Titanic. I forgot to... I forgot. Braveheart. Oh, my God. We... I would love to do Braveheart. I always said I wanted to get married, like in Braveheart, where me and Kristen would just be naked in the woods, and somebody <laughs> just comes and we have to get married in secret, which is having this little thing wrapped over our our hands. I much would have rather done that than spend fucking all this goddamn money on a fucking wedding. Right. <laughs> that's why I just went to the courthouse. Because we, <laughs> well, we did too. <laughs> like that's how you make it legal. Um. But, uh. Yeah, is pie a slow burn? Yes. Because I've been hearing a lot more good things about it on other shit. It's a good movie, but it is a slow burn. Yeah. And it's also Aronofsky. And Mm. I think it's it's one of the ones that I haven't uh, seen yet. I think it was his first. Oh, fuck me? I think so. Oh. And I know we've talked about that before, and I just, I got a shit memory. It's the one that, like, made his name. I know that for a fact. I think it was his first feature-length film. And it's it's a weird one, but it's good. Yeah. Speaking of weird ones, with how interest I enjoyed the conversation on this movie. I'm really looking forward to seeing what the conversation next week is going to be. Ooh, oh, we cover under the skin with Scarlett Johansson. With Scar Jo. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. Like from Robot Chicken. Charlotte Johansson. And a whole <laughs> lot of ScarJo in this movie. <laughs> yeah, mm. she gets kind of racy. She shows her ankles. <laughs> nice. Yeah. They're um, both. amongst other things. Oh, they look at ankles. And you you get to quickly learn her true hair color in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's she, what's up? I was gonna say she shows her toes. <laughs> or just ankles. Um I like to see some. They, so you know how like toes. you can get there was there's toe cleavage. Oh yeah, <coughs> I know what that is. <clears throat> um. No. Anyway, it, say what you were gonna say now. Well, she. <laughs> oh, I can't give it away. Never mind. I can't talk about it. Oh. I can't talk about any, anything about. Well, can we tell? I don't know. We just say the title. I like the movie. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't going to do it. The fucking. After we do Under the Skin, we're kind of going back into the vein that we had today. Where, did you ever see The Fourth Kind? With the chick from Resident Evil? Yeah. And they're like, this is this, this is real footage of fucking alien, you know, interactions and, you know, encounters of the fourth kind where they fucking get abducted. And they're like, you know, in their beds and whatever. Oh, you know? I have seen that. Did it come out like around 2015? It was, it was before that. It was it was two thousands though. I two thousand eight, like. two thousand nine. Yeah, before two thousand ten. And it has like time code. It has like it mm-hmm. looks like real. Yeah, and the time code you could tell is fake because yep. it's not from yep. a time code of a real fucking camera. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I wiped my side. I was like, dude, oh my god, come on. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna be covering that to wrap up the sci-fi shit. Um, now for spooky season, I'm gonna start off with Night of the Demons two. Okay. Trick or treat. Hocus Pocus. Then we're going to do Halloween 2. Then we're going to push spooky season one extra week. 
just for nostalgic reasons. If we're covering Hocus Pocus, we might as well cover Hocus Pocus too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> have you seen it yet? Uh, I can't say that I have. Is that the one with the three witches? Yeah. 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 I uh, well, the blonde one's pretty hot. Wait, is it from like the nineties? The first one came out in '93. The second, Who's the blonde one? Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Are you Sex serious? The yeah. Did you no, just the, say that she was hot, bro? <laughs> is she the dumb one in it? Yeah. Are you sure? Uh, yeah, she used to be married to fucking Matthew Broderick. So now, now remember, I haven't seen this since I was a child. So my child memory of it made me think that she was hot. Uh, I mean, she's not. She's not I'm just joking, looking. dude. In that she's one. Like, she's not She perfect. was hotter I like when remember. she was in fucking Sex and the she's City. She, she's got a... Well, she aged really well. Chris has been watching Sex and yeah. the City a little bit, and I was like, dear, she is not attractive. Um, Who? Sarah Jessica Parker. You don't, yes, she is. I mean... She's on um an episode of uh, Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. A new show. Cars. Comedians with cars. And she's like, I don't know, bro. Her personality is like really cute. Oh, it makes her hotter that way. She look, I don't remember that much about how she looked, but I I'm, I don't think she looked bad. Like I think she <laughs> aged okay. Yeah, but yeah. She's a, she just seemed cool, bro. She yeah. just seemed like fun. <coughs> okay, so that'll be that's a dope little lineup. I uh, I apologize if I spelled it if we were gonna like kind of slowly slow oh, burn no. them, but I I kind of again we the Halloween one I was gonna fucking say anyways. So I haven't seen yeah. Trick or Treat. I haven't seen Hocus Pocus in twenty something well, since it came out. What you need to know about Trick or Treat, it's in like an anthology style movie. So oh, there's more than like, one. Yeah, mm-hmm. but unlike most anthologies, this is all written and directed by the same guy. So that makes it better, doesn't it? And the guy that wrote and directed this is the guy that brought us Krampus. Okay, and Krampus. Oof. Uh, well, okay, so, uh, same. Okay. But do not be expecting Krampus. Okay. Like, well, this I was thinking is a special hard effects. fucking R. Okay. This is oh, a tight. hard R movie. Okay. And I'm happy to say it's officially been greenlit. Trick or Treat 2 should be coming out next year. Okay. Movie news. I'm stoked to fucking finally see that because... I want to say the first Trick or Treat came out like 2010. Okay. So we're talking like 13 years fucking later. Yeah. Now that's no fucking 93 to 2023 with the fucking Hocus Pocus one. But Basically it's 13 years later. I think it's kind of nice that they fucking did that. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, uh, I want to say thank everybody for listening. Um, it's always a delight to have new people on and Bobby I'm stoked that you were able to come on yeah thanks for having me yeah super grateful to have some Great to uh, be here. new points of views on this bitch dude yeah. I got a weird point of view no man <laughs> there's no, no it's a good weird it's I can point out shit it was the Bobby view that people are like oh yeah yeah man um, but yeah you know <clears throat> definitely take some time check the film out if you want to um but yeah thank you all again for listening um let's see go scope out some dramas you know maybe scope out some sci-fis or some war movies maybe you know want to see some oh ryan said it earlier braveheart that one is a fucking great one you know what yes take some time out of your day go watch the fuck out of braveheart 
tell some people about it. Maybe call people over and say, like, let's watch some goddamn Braveheart. People are going to get chopped the fuck up. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, and then uh, tell people at work that you saw Braveheart and maybe it'll have them go watch it, too. Yeah. Um, and this, you know, you're boycotting Mel Gibson or something. <laughs> gay or something. But, um, but yeah, uh, we'll catch you all next time. Yeah, I want to thank Bobby for joining us. Um, yep. It's always it's always fun when you get a new voice on here, and especially one that you seem just in tune as like Seth was. <laughs> and that's fucking awesome as hell. It interest like leads for different content than we have on some of our other podcasts, yeah. which is not a bad thing. I think it's fun. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely something different. <laughs> Yeah, that was for sure. It was fun. And, fun yeah, and like Seth said, go watch some fun movies. Get your warm, fuzzy feelings out of the way with movies. And come the end of September, rev up for start watching some fucking spooky fucking movies. And email us, moviepit at gmail, moviepitpodcast oh, no. at gmail.com. Uh, is it yep. movie Pit podcast? Yeah, it is movie Pit podcast <laughs> yeah. at It's been a minute. Sorry. Um, shoot us an email if you have suggestions for movies for us to watch that now this might be hard, but that we have not seen. At least I have not seen. That's, <laughs> that's, that's fair. <laughs> There's a lot that I have not. That's for damn sure. Um, throw them our way and they won't make it in this year's lineup for spooky season, but maybe next year. Um, and if you got a short or something on YouTube or something, send us the fucking link. Oh, we would love yeah. to watch it and yeah. put it on blast and like, you know, tell people about it to go see it. I know for a fact this year when we watch get it. right around the fucking the holiday season, we're definitely going to pull up Treevenge again. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't, you know, now that we've got the new box, we could, we should maybe like play clips of it or something or. Should do a know. watch along. Yeah, dude. <laughs> It just kind of in the background. That would be fucking <laughs> Let's amazing. Let's do a live commentary on it. Just have it kind of yeah, playing <laughs> in the background. Oh, yeah. Treevenge. Bob, we will have to show you Treevenge. It's and like it a short. It's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Tree's getting revenge on humans. Yeah. It's so great. <laughs> it's, it's one of our favorites. So continue to listen. Keep keep the downloads coming. Like I, yep. Every week I say I appreciate the fuck out of it. And I haven't looked this evening. I know earlier when I was like, the last 30 days were up to 170 downloads. Bitchin'. So that's Thank you. not a that's bad thing. Fucking, yeah. I mean, we've been. I didn't know that when I was going to come on here. We were on hiatus for a minute. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Thanks for listening. Um, yeah. So keep listening every week. We have, like, when we started this, yes, it was horror movies. And we're going to continue doing horror movies. Oh, yeah. Always going to do fucking horror movies, but it's not a horror movie podcast. It's a movie podcast. Yeah. It's got, and it's horror themed. I mean, to be well, blatant, you know what I mean? And honest. Well, yeah. Because I started it when I literally started the movie pit in October when I was wrote 30, like every October, I'd write 31 movie reviews. Oh, man. And trying to come up with 31 different movies every fucking year, it gets really trying yeah that sounds like say, quite the task you say it's dominantly horror <laughs> movie podcast yeah yeah highly Not all horror, horror you don't want to say horror theme because it's like horror theme and you think no. it's all horror horror like, influenced yeah highly horror no yeah. no because that makes it sound like everything's horror too but you say dominantly horror that means mostly but not all of it 
Fair. Right. Fair. I don't know. We do have a bunch of weird shit, though, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's psychological horror. Mm-hmm. Requiem for a dream set. Anybody? <laughs> The well, leaving Las Vegas. Yeah, those were emotionally draining. Yeah, yes, that's movies I don't like to watch. Yeah, I'll never watch it again. You saw, but you saw leaving Las Vegas. I hate that fucking movie. Me too, dude. (laughs) It's good though. That makes it. It's in a good. It's a good, well-made movie because it makes me feel like that. Because you, you know, addiction, man, it's real. Uh, When you can relate to that shit, the whale did the same thing to me about addiction. Cause he's yep. a fucking food addict, dude. You know? I've seen that, but I um, get it. but you can tell he's a fat ass. I just, you didn't get that way from all. Oh, I was born this way, right? You, know, you have to earn it. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so sorry, yeah. tangent. <laughs> no, no, you're good. Uh, so please tune in next week when we discover Scarlett Johansson in Under the Skin. And as always, till next time, kitties. Thank you for listening to this, the Movie Pit Movie Review. We hope you have enjoyed your time. Come back to the Movie Pit Podcast each week for a new movie review podcast. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual hosts and may not reflect the views of RMJ Media Incorporated.